Hello, listeners to LinkedIn Leverage. I'm Peter Williams, and in today's episode, I'm going to try to answer a listener question that I received a couple of days ago that I think you're going to find extremely interesting, and here it is. Hello, Peter. This is Alfonso, uh, reaching out from Spain. I'm a big fan of your podcast, and my, my question is about... Uh, uh, the, the relationship between views and uh, engagement. So I see that uh, there is not a clear pattern on uh, the effect of views, the effect of uh, likes and comments on views. I would have thought that uh, engagement would bo- would boost the, the views of my post, but it's, uh, I do not see a logical relationship. And on the other hand, I wanted to ask you about, okay, I am posting regularly, but I do not see an increase in views. So it is the algorithm putting things more difficult because I am a regular user. I am sure you will uh, be able to help me on this one. Thanks a lot, Peter. Okay, so Alfonso has asked a great question here. By way of background, uh, the person asking the question is Alfonso Andres, and he is an investor. He's involved in investing in renewable energy projects He lives in Spain, as he mentions. He's also an adjunct finance professor in Madrid, and he has done some analysis, which he also sent along to me, of his last 15 or so posts that he's made on LinkedIn. And he has looked at the type of post, be that text only, video, document, or picture, and he's gone back and just actually counted the number of engagements, and he's tried to calculate a relationship between the number of engagements and the number of posts, views that he has attained. The way that he's done it is he's actually combined the likes and the comments on each post into one total, and then he's divided that number by the total number of views of the post. And he's come up with a percentage. The range that the percentage has been between is as low as 0.03%, all the way up to 3.6%. If I'm understanding Alfonso correctly or reading between the lines, I think he's a little frustrated that there's not a more straightforward sort of way to predict the success of his posts in terms of number of views and to tie that in a simple way to the number of engagements on his posts. So let me see what we can make of this. And I have several thoughts, having looked at his statistics in the chart that he sent along. The first thing I would say is... Alfonso, keep posting. I've been watching your posts. I enjoy them. I think for the most part, you're getting numbers, both in terms of engagement and in terms of number of post views that I think are really good. And I think most of our audience would feel very pleased with those kind of levels of views 
For example, uh, out of the 15 or 16 posts, Alfonso has post views on two of them in, in the teens, 14,000 and 17,000 views on a couple of them. Every one of them is in four figures in terms of number of views, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000. So this isn't a case where you're not getting anywhere with your posts. You're having some, what I would consider, pretty good success. Having said that, your sample size for your analysis at this point, I don't think is very large. You've got 15 or 16 posts over a period of uh, three months or so. And I think I would suggest you would probably have more meaningful results and track more significant correlations if you keep up your experiment and run it over a, a longer time period, possibly as long as a year. So that's one observation. Second, while likes and comments are very important in driving views, they're very visible signs of engagement, I don't think that they are equal signals when LinkedIn is kind of deciding via their algorithm what posts that they want to circulate more broadly. I think that they would rank comments as more important signals than likes. And I say that for a couple reasons. One, I think in social media platforms in general, it takes more effort and reflects more passion and emotion and involvement and engagement on the part of a user to actually type in a comment than to simply click the reaction as a like. So I think they just, it stands to reason that they would place more of an emphasis on comments in addition, comments promote conversation, and LinkedIn in particular really wants to be about conversation. People you know talking about things you care about is, is the tagline that they like to use. So that being said, that's a suggestion. You might want to start or go back in your analysis and separate the comments from the likes and see if that shows you a correlation that seems more direct. The other thing is, Likes and comments, while important signals, are not the only signal of engagement. For example, there's a couple other indicators that you might not realize or you might not think about. LinkedIn in 2020 implemented a measure, and they, they did this explicitly in one of those rare cases where a social media company actually announces a feature of their algorithm. And they said that they were going to implement a measurement called dwell time. Dwell time is a measurement of how long do people spend looking at what you posted, looking at what you wrote, or looking at the picture, or the movie, or how long do they spend scrolling through the PDF that you might have posted. So you might want to do, if you do a PDF, you might want to do an eight-page PDF, instead of a four page, just to increase that dwell time. People have found that to be successful. The dwell time component of the algorithm really goes back to a fact that most people wouldn't think about. Most people who are listening to this podcast, for example, are into LinkedIn and have no problem, probably in most cases, posting or commenting and liking other people's content. However, 
a very, very large majority of the 700 million users of LinkedIn, somewhere between 95 and 100% of people that have a profile on LinkedIn have never posted and they've never liked and they've never commented. So LinkedIn wants to account for those people and the, the engagement that they might have and they do that through this dwell time. There's another one. Have you noticed when you make a post on LinkedIn or when you sort of scroll down your news feed, when you see a post, usually the only first three or four lines of the post are showing and then there's a little link there that you can click and say, see more. Well, that's a sign of engagement if somebody is clicking see more. Okay, so those are two pretty important engagement signals that the LinkedIn algorithm accounts for. And unfortunately, there's no way on your part to know exactly the role they play. You don't know dwell time. There's no way to know it. LinkedIn doesn't tell you what your dwell time was on a post. And they don't tell you how many people click see more. So that's a challenge. But those are factors that could be playing a role. Okay, fourth, LinkedIn also does, through some rudimentary artificial intelligence filter, read, quote-unquote, read your post. They make a judgment or a guess about what they think the popularity of the post is likely to be. One of the factors that it would appear that they consider could be the readability of the post. And when I say readability, there is a tool within Microsoft Word that you may want to consider taking a look at. And this tool actually checks your writing. You can check any writing sample using this tool. And it actually gives it a readability score and then it gives it a grade level score. And you might try, first I would suggest, you've got your 15 posts in your analysis, you might consider backtesting those. Go ahead and copy and paste those into a Word document and actually test the readability, the grade level and the readability score, and put that also in your analysis and see if there's a correlation there to engagement and to number of post views. Uh, now you say, where is this tool in Microsoft Word? And it's a tool that's you wouldn't think to look for it unless somebody told you it was there. The default is that it's turned off. But so I would Google, and here's the search string that I used to find the, the Microsoft support page that tells you how to do it. Google the words test within Word for readability level. And it's pretty easy to find, and it's very easy to use. So you might find a larger audience correlates for you with different readability levels. Something to consider. You also made a note, Alfonso, on your analysis that you sent me that pictures of your face translated to very high levels of engagement. And I was interested in that, and I wasn't surprised. That's a sort of a marketing truism that people have known for a while, that the human face is something that other human beings find very engaging. 
So consider using pictures and videos of your face and of other faces in your posts. So these are some thoughts that I would have. Some other things that could be important for your posting results could be, are you including a question within your post? Something that would naturally encourage or stimulate people to make a comment in reaction to your question. People love to answer questions. Are you checking the date, excuse me, the day and time of your post? Sometimes you'll see guidelines out there in the internet that say here's the best day and time to post on different social media networks. I would disregard that. Everybody's network is different. Your network is different from my network. And the only way you're really going to know the best day and time to post in terms of your network is actually experimenting. And this goes back to my suggestion about look at a longer sample of time and give yourself a chance to have a real high number of comparisons for every day of the week that you might post. Are you engaging frequently with other people's posts and thereby kind of building relevance for yourself with those other individual posters? In other words, if you engage with other people's posts, you're going to be building relevance and algorithmic preference for your posts. And then do you engage with people who comment on your posts to kind of keep the conversation going? So somebody makes a comment on your post, maybe you could jump in. For sure you want to like their comment. You might comment in response, but you might consider asking another question to kind of keep the conversation, keep that discussion going. Finally, I would suggest if you're not aware of a tool that's out there, and this is a third-party app, and it's called the Shield app, and you can find it at shieldapp.ai. And the Shield app is set up, it's a single-purpose app to help you analyze your activity on LinkedIn. Everything, all the information that LinkedIn gives you about yourself, about your posting history, about the views and everything that might contribute to them, every bit of information that LinkedIn makes available to you, this app presents in an organized way and you can kind of manipulate this information and check correlations, see what's working and you might see patterns in there by the way, I'm a finance guy too, and I suspect, Alfonso, that you are interested in this kind of analysis, that you would have a, a lot of fun looking beyond just the spreadsheet that you created and looking at dozens of other factors that may be playing a role. If you sign up for this app and use it, it's not free, but there's a 10-day free trial, you can immediately, upon connecting your account, you can apply all of these filters and tests and, and checks to all of your prior posts. So I think you might find that to be a very interesting thing to try. Okay, now all of this focus on post views, number of views of, of your posts, raises another question that a lot of people wonder about. To what end? To what end do we want to get a larger number of post views? And there's a school of thought out there that actually says 
the number of views of your post is empty metric. It's a vanity metric only. And I totally, completely disagree with that. I think it's very important if you're posting to strive for techniques and approaches that would lead to a larger number of views for your post. And a lot of times that goes hand in hand with the visible kinds of engagement that you identified and some of the ones that I mentioned in this episode. However, I think a metric that unfortunately there's no way to track is profile views, which I think is, to me, that's the be all and the end all of being on LinkedIn is maximizing the number of profile views. And I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that in those days following your posts where you had 14,000 views or 17,000 views, that you saw a very huge increase, a very noticeable increase in the number of times people looked at your profile because they got interested in you. They got interested in something you posted and they wanted to know more about you. I know that when I post frequently or I make a post that gets a lot of views, there is a very high correlation. It's automatic that more people during that period of time are going to be looking at my individual profile. So also, you want to keep in mind another reason to just strive for a a large number of post views is keep in mind that statistic I mentioned earlier. There's a very low percentage of users on LinkedIn who ever react, comment, discuss, And these people are decision makers, and they're decision makers in your industry. I guarantee it. They're looking at your posts, and they're forming impressions about you. And if they never see your posts, that's never going to happen. So post views, to me, in and of itself, is not a vanity metric. It's a very important metric. So as you continue to post, the number of profile views that will accumulate even if you don't see a big increase over time in the number of post views that you typically generate, though I think you will see an increase, just the number of post views that accumulate because of you posting consistently and frequently will promote a large number of profile views that will accumulate over time and will really work in your favor. So that's all for this episode. And thanks so much to Alfonso for reaching out with this question. It certainly made me think. I hope it makes you think, and I hope you got a lot out of this episode. And if you've come this far in the the episode and you liked what you've heard, how about going to your podcast app and leaving a review and subscribing? It really does help other people to find the show. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you again soon on LinkedIn Leverage.